You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Ready to rock. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition, where we all wear our underwear. No, I'm serious. I want an underwear sponsor at some point here. Anyway. Get Cowboy um, X. Yes. Ooh. Okay, we'll work on that, Cowboy X. Okay, um, I'm your host, Erica Lance. I've been drinking Skunk Brother Spirit, who's our sponsors, White Lightning. So going really well. Don't forget to like or subscribe to us. My amazing co-host today is the beautiful and elegant Danielle Orsino. And our guests, for the first time ever, well, it's not really the first time because it's the second episode. For the second time ever is... um. Ninth level games. Welcome, 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 welcome. So we have also um, been literary through. briefs is rapid fire questions. Are you ready? And yes. I've yes. already started working on them in my mind before Uh-oh. I started. Oh, we gotta talk about what we're drinking. Danielle, keep me on track. What is happening? I was just I, I yelled at the Skunk Brothers before we ended the last one. You missed it. I was like, Skunk you, Brothers. You, you explained that you were drinking Skunk Brothers. I'm drinking the Glenlivet. Founders okay, Reserve okay. in American Oak. And I have had a few because I opened this bottle. We're very proud of you for that accomplishment. There we go. <laughs> I'm drinking blue coat gin, some orange blossom water infused with pineapple and some ginger beer mixed in there. Philadelphia's own blue coat gin. Philadelphia. Yes, okay, Philadelphia's Danielle. own. They ju- they jumped you, but no, that, oh, that's okay. I got my. Sorry, Danielle. It's all good. I got my barefoot fruit scotto in apple, in my in my unicorn goblet. And I'm drinking what remains of my lemonade white lightning, and I kind of remember my name. Woo, co team. So, one step ahead. So, first question: What is your favorite role playing game that you did not create of all time? Percy, you have to go first. So uh, mine is actually a pretty recent game. It's called the it, it's called the Black Hack, um, and it is a version of old school Dungeons and Dragons, but it's made to be very very fast, uh, and it, it was influential in the creation of our our new games. Uh, I just think it's it, it it's just fun and elegant, and cool. Okay, next up. So I am going to stick with my first role-playing game because it's first and favorite forever, which is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game. Okay. Teenage so, Mutant what, Ninja what Turtles and Other Strangeness. Yes, and Other by Strangeness. Eric Lujek, a classic. My favorite character of all time was a dog uh, named Arizona. And um, I just like was obsessed with that character. I rolled him up and I never played him in a game because I had no one to play with, but like I made a lot of adventures for him in my mind. I like the adventures in your mind. Okay, Um, Danielle, what is your favorite role-playing game of all time? I was just a vampire girl. Like that's the games that we played. And then if we 
did anything else. We just made things up. So we didn't stick to uh, a format. Like, you know, when we got uh, taken in on the Senator's property, we were just kind of making stuff up. So I think we were doing more make-believe. Does that count? <laughs> it's the best way. Yeah. Oh, good. It's just make-believe. Yeah. Oh, All role-playing is just an attempt to capture the spirit of being at recess when you're yes. in kindergarten. Yes. Yes. That's, yeah. So I actually very recently played Labyrinth, the role-playing game. <gasps> it's so I need good. To do that. And I had so much fun playing that game, and I was a worm. <gasps> w O R M? W Y R M? No, like, not a dragon. Worm. Like the little worm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, the one that guides. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love yeah. that movie so not, much. Not, not super useful at, at all, but it was it fun to play. Matter. So I will say. <laughs> and then, of course, um, uh, uh, third edition DD. I'm sorry, I can't stand fourth and fifth. Anyway, okay. Next, With what you. is your least favorite role-playing game? Oh, that's such a great question. And as professionals, it's very dangerous. Yes, it is. So we ask authors what their favorite books are, and then their least favorite books. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and, it, and it's it's just it's just ridiculous. What I'm about to say. It's just between us. Nobody will hear it. It's okay. Nobody else is listening. Show that's broadcast. Uh, I. We hear nothing. Hate fifth edition. I hate it. You mean wow? You mean no? You mean fifth, wow? edition, no fifth edition. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. I, it, 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 I, I just don't. I just don't get it. It, 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 it it's overly complicated for what it does. Um, it's wow in gaming form. I, you know what? Is. A lot of people said that about fourth edition, and I can understand that. And I actually liked fourth edition because I like to move minis around on a table and mash stuff up, and that's fun. Um, but like fifth edition just has a lot of influence. It, it's a well-designed game. It's just, it's for what it's trying to do and what people think it does. It's just so overly complicated. Um, oh, I, I, thought of I, another I like lost my mind playing the game when I realized that warlocks and wizards got their spells back in a different way. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to jump out this window. I'm done. Don't like it. Not for me. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Showdown, Arizona. What is your least favorite game? Honestly, it's all Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like, if I have to level a character, mm. no. Like, I've literally played in campaigns where my friends are like, yo, you have to level your character. And I'm like, no. no. Except with the exception of any game I'm playing in the Planescape universe, because I love Planescape. Okay, said the only person on the planet ever who said that. No, yeah. you just need to get through, like there's, when you get through, there's a vein of nerds that are just like, oh, Planescape is my ball. So there's five of them in the world. Okay, I, I got it. Mm -hmm. I know all of them. Okay, because <laughs> I was going to say, it's right up there with playing in Ravenloft. Which is oh. like Ravenloft. The Ravenloft nerds are in the house. The Ravenloft nerds, there's so many of them now. Oh my <laughs> so God. So many. Okay. Okay. So I thought about another game that I absolutely loved, actually, that was a ton of fun. And I don't know if you guys have ever played it. Have you ever played 10 Candles? Yeah. Yes. So good. I love that game. 
again because we're the certain like we do this because we're nerds like yeah i uh you know we 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 we, we go through the 10 candles has that really fun experience of changing the way that you're thinking about it to create a bunch of tension right like so as the candles are going out and you're like oh, oh we're running out of no. so the premise of this game danielle because you're looking at it is um you have usually five players right and mm -hmm. a, a, a game master and you have two candles and they're like the little kind of little, um, little tea lights tea lights oh, okay. and you play this game until the candles go out or you're forced to blow them out oh it was that's really bad goes like on that. blow out a candle thus causing it to get closer for us all to lose and you're yeah. playing in the dark but for those candles yeah that's cool i like that and yeah. you can one of the players in our game accidentally moved their arm too fast and blew out one of their candles oh and you, you can't relight it she did and then that spent the rest of the time absolutely afraid to move right yeah like, exactly like, that's cool it's scary and there's I this like ending doom and there's these things I like that but every like round that you basically make up a rule about existence and just for the record i i the person who ran me in the game was like i don't think i'm ever running you again because we got near the end and my rule was and you forget that i exist so nobody could come after me because they all had mm. forgotten that i existed Oh, because you brought up 10, 10 candles, Erica, can I sneak in? Chris made this game. Um, did you hear about the kid who died here? And like, I, we were playing it together in a brightly lit room in a convention center. And he literally scared the shit me so this is a game that you uh it's available uh in our we we did an anthology book a bunch of years ago called the tragedies of middle school and it's 22 games about a trope from being 13 years old and a horror trope smashed together uh Ooh. and this game is called uh so did you did you hear about the kid who died here and you sit back to back one player plays a haunted house and the other player plays a 13 year old having the worst birthday ever. Um, and uh, the, the mechanic that allows you to do express things throughout the game is conversing with a Ouija board. And literally Adriel, I, I taught the game to Adriel sitting on the floor in the corner of a room full of people with the lights on we were just like we were just like the only thing that was pr protecting us was a table there was a table that with a thing and and adriel lost their shit <laughs> like they were like no don't i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out now it helps that i know them very well so i knew what i knew what what buttons to trigger but, yeah he um, knew the buttons to push and he pushed them and i was scared <laughs> Uh, there's also a version wow. of the game that you can uh, that, that some people have that we put out in a tape case, um, so it looks like a it looks like an audio cassette, uh, and uh, the rules are in the J card of the audio cassette. It has cards and it has a little tiny, little tiny Ouija board in it, and um, it's 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 fun. It's a fun game. That sounds cool. Okay, so what is your favorite um, book 
that has ever been changed into a movie or TV show? Oh, oh. Yeah. what a good uh, question. This is such a great question. And my question is different depending on which direction. So my favorite book, my favorite TV show that comes from a book mm-hmm. is The Magicians. Okay, okay. Love it. Um, which is very different uh, than my favorite book that has been made into a thing. Because I really love the book, The Alienist. But that mm-hmm. TV show can go away. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Madame. So, um, the never-ending story. The movie is amazing. The book is amazing. Like, get a good translation from the German and read it. It's, it like, both are fantastic for very different mm-hmm. reasons. So, I used to play a made-up version of Dungeons and Dragons with Barrett Oliver when we were in grade school together. And he (laughs) left and went and made that movie and came back. And I'm like, where the fuck were you, basically? I was a kid, so I didn't say where the heck fuck were you. I was like, where the hell have you been? And he's like, oh, I went and made a movie. And that was a never-ending story. I'm sorry. Like, you went to elementary school with Barrett Oliver? Yes. Like, uh, like my first two recognizable crushes were Barrett Oliver and Noah Hathaway from Neverending Story, and that's so cool. I don't know who either of those people are. Okay, what well, that fuck makes me sad. So shut up. <laughs> okay, so um, what is your least favorite? So you already said The Alienist, but is that your least favorite one that they took a book you love and then made it into a movie? No, no, no that's like, just a book that I love that they made into a show. I, it was like 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 something that I think that they just like ruined. Like they just yeah, they did a horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh man, that's so hard because there's it's not hard. It's I, not hard. you you rock and roll. It's on you. I'm, I'm, while I think about this. The Golden Compass. Garth Nix is an amazing writer, and I have loved every single book that I've read of his. I read that entire Philip series. Pullman. Philip Pullman. Is Sorry, yes, Philip Pullman. Thank you. Garth Nix is a different guy. Super I've good had, guy, but different guy. There's a lot of had, we, we are super drinking with authors here. I'm yeah, just throwing it out. I'm just letting you background. know. I'm just letting you know. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Mm-hmm. And I loved the golden compass and i loved that whole series and the movie twice poorly yes and like there's i i i don't think i've ever been as angry as i was at the end of the Mm. golden compass that first movie i walked out of the theater and i was just like i want my money back i'm so mad okay Mm-hmm. The, the the maddest I've ever been. Yes. Was at the Dark Tower. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that was pretty bad. with the heart, with my heart and soul. Ed, how? How do you waste Idris Elba? Good point. That's a good point. You have, you have Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, and you're like, eh. 
So something yeah. I learned while doing this podcast, which disheartened me royally, and I'm I is there are people that will find books that are being talked about or whatever. They'll bring them in and say, hey, let's do this. And it's usually like an intern person or something. And a lot of times this is what disheartened me. They don't read the book. Oh no. They no. read. Yeah. So here's the thing is they don't read the book or they have somebody read the book and kind of tell them what their version of the plot points were of the book. And then they write a screenplay based off of it, or even as little as just the blurb on the book. I'm not kidding. And so that's why you have these Silver Linings Playbooks, these stories that are fucking great books. And then they end up as horrible movies or TV shows because the, the studio did not invest enough time into actually going, wait, what is this book about? I think Stephen King is a fascinating author, and I think he's written some some great stuff. And like like, but he he's a guy that obviously is like, oh well, I just signed that away, so it's not my problem anymore. And it's like, but how is it not your problem? This is like your well, magnum opus. I think like, the problem with the Stephen King things is the problem with a lot of things, which is this: there is a lot of first of all, some of Stephen King's drunk work you know like the giant fucking space turtle in it like you're not going to put that in a fucking movie like you know like who's going mean, to get that i mean honestly you should have you should put the the child the child orgy not in like like there's a lot in it that shouldn't be in yeah it. but that's my point like i actually love the tim curry it but i mm-hmm. also th- thought they did really well with this one because i thought the terror came into well this one more than yeah. the Tim Curry hit. It like, Volume 1 was an amazing movie, and It Volume 2 is an abysmal movie, and It Volume 1 has a bunch of kids in it, and It Volume 2 has some of the best actors in America. I, I don't awful. think they, they did horrible with it, but here's the thing, like, reading the Stephen King things, it's kind of like Pet Cemetery. I've been mad at every Pet Cemetery movie made. Right. I love the actors and stuff, but they're missing the entire fucking point of those <laughs> books. Right. But I realized that they're scary. Are... Zombies are scary. Now what this book's about. No, I... that's not what the books are about. Let's talk about anything about the Indian culture. Let's let's that we totally we fucking chuck that shit. But I think that, you know, when it comes to a lot of books and stuff and looking at making books into movies. You know, one of my other co-hosts says this is you almost have to treat it like somebody wrote fan fiction and the movie is fan fiction based on the book. Yes. Two things about that. One, that's why I really like the Hobbit trilogy, because I was like, this is Peter Jackson's fan fiction for the hobby uh, for the Hobbit. It was a love yeah. letter to it, I felt like. We have yeah. never talked about this. I can't wait to yell at you about the Hobbit. Oh, awesome. Oh, we're we're going to have a good fight. That's okay. You're and just I... lucky that it's Danielle and not my other co-host. Because if you bring up liking the Hobbit with my other co-host, oh. she loses her fucking mind. And two, I forgot one of the adaptations, book to TV movie to TV show, Jill Murphy's The Worst Witch. There was an 80s, 90s version Mm -hmm. with Feruza Balk, Tim Curry, 
a movie of the worst witch so good and then uh they did a tv series that starred that adorable actress who was in game of thrones and is the voice of hilda and like oh. the books are great the movie's great you mean you mean the little the the, the 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 little north lord that the little yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah she's Fair. the voice of hilda yeah you didn't know that yeah, she's the voice of Hilda. Awesome. She's an amazing actress. Okay. That okay, was it. I had to uh, add the that idea, thing. just real quick, the idea of that it's fanfic. Like we, we talked about the magicians, um uh magicians, magicians like. sci-fi series, which I like it, like literally I like, one I like of my it. absolute like yep. all my top ten things ever. Agreed. Uh, the fact that it's like, oh, this is fanfic about the book series, but that it's also like, oh, it's also a different it's literally a different timeline than the books like so that they both exist in the same thing like it's but great I, idea the idea because i never have to read the books because i don't wanna well i'll tell you though i think that's one thing that's really disappointing and kind of back to we were talking about the D D movie you know when it comes out and you go you you fall in love in D D. you fall in love with the concept you know the rules you know how it works if you play it so then when you see a movie and you're like that's not how it works right you're and and it's mm -hmm. just well it was a terrible movie so there was that too but um i think that you fall in love with characters and even the stuff that was made well people have like if you look at the Lord of the Rings, which was brilliant because there's so much walking in those books. Like the Lord of the Rings books has a lot of fucking walking you have to get through in, in trees and shit in the books. That you we know, wrote, they keep we wrote a book. We wrote a book in the early in the, the late or the early 2000s called Torg of the Rings. <laughs> the parody of the Lord of the Rings. And there's literally a chart that says, and we're walking in the woods again. And you have to roll dice to see what happens. And most of the answers are. We're walking in the woods, roll again. Like you have to keep rolling until you get to, we're done fucking walking in the woods. Because most of the Lord of the Rings is, is walking dudes walking in the woods. It is. And so when Peter Jackson made that, I remember when it came out because, you know, you're in the nerd realm and you know a lot of Tolkien You're going to run. That lost their fucking minds because they brought in... Um, Arwen way more than she was in the book. You know, like they were like, that's a that different. Yep. And I'm like, okay, listen, get over it. There are not that many female characters in these books for any appreciable amount of time. So we're gonna have to fun. We're gonna we're gonna um, write some in that make fucking I can, sense. Shut so up. I, friends I on can the actually, internet. Go ahead. Yeah. I can actually speak about this because I as I'm adapting Locked Out of Heaven to an anime, yeah. I the feedback I've gotten is I they were just like, eh, there's too much exposition. And they los my dragon does not come in till almost I think halfway through Erica. I think we introduced Los. And they turned around, they were like, This dragon has to show up in the first episode. And I'm like, mm. and I got this whole thing where I'm like, Los does not show up until this part. And I went through it with them and they were like, No, no, no. Los needs to show up now. They were like, because you have this whole exposition where King Jarbok's like explaining why he wears kyanite armor. They're like, he would not be explaining in his own brain why he wears kyanite armor. And they mm -hmm. were like, but if he has a little friend with him 
who has never seen kyanite, this is when he might explain it. We've got to get rid of this exposition. And I'm like, this is why crap happens in these uh, in these movies or in these shows that do not happen in the book. And like, as somebody watching it, you're like, that didn't happen. This When someone else comes in to explain it, you kind of see why weird moments happen, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, but in the book, it happened like this. When you have the power of exposition and narration in a book, it's easy to make that happen. When you have to translate it to screen, all of a sudden characters that don't happen for six chapters have to come in in chapter one or chapter two, you know, or whatever in the series, episode one, where you're like, okay. And for me, Los is coming in in episode one. And I'm like, here comes little Los because I have to do something. So sometimes as much as we are as fans, we're like, that doesn't happen, you know, or that didn't happen in the book. It's got to be introduced sooner because of exposition or, you know, as the creator, you're like, I need to get this information to the fans. I have to get it to the audience. And you just need to make those adjustments. And I know I'm learning that right now where I'm like, oh, okay, it's got to get changed. So sometimes and we just have to like, let go. I, I bring in Frozen at this moment and go, you have to let it go. Yeah, go ahead. I have to. Chris, you've been posed with the finger to say something. We need to hear Have you, you seen the fan edit, the Bechdel edit of Lord of the Rings? You, you mm-hmm. have to. Just when you're done, when you're done watching, you're done listening. Go on the internet and search for the Bechdel edit of Lord of the Rings, and and uh, feel bad for humanity. <laughs> but I mean, it's very funny. Let's, I, I should say that. I'll have hey. to check it out. But I, I, you know, that's interesting. Okay, so back if your, you back to your rapid fire questions. Yes, that we get. It's very off topic. Um, if you could be any paranormal or mystical creature, what would you be and why? Go. Uh, werewolf, always, forever. I I don't have like a why. It's just literally I am a werewolf. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh... I had somebody say on the show the other day a minotaur and it completely fucking threw me off. I was like, what? (laughs) Here's the thing about Christopher J. O'Neill. His middle name does not start with a J. Um, He is a wizard. So it's hard for him to, to think of like a creature because like deep in his heart and soul he's a wizard i got it but i didn't ask if you wanted to be a wizard i said a paranormal or mystical creature I, I paranormal yeah. or, uh, you know what uh uh it, it the answer is jawa <gasps> you want to be a jawa they're my favorite creatures in star wars but i just need to understand why i don't want to be a jawa i just am a jawa like yeah like 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 like, like, like just being like ha we got some stuff let's make some stuff <laughs> <laughs> like that is literally that just who, sings to you it, 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 it is it's my like hard place it's my hard place i got it i got it okay okay danielle uh okay i'm gonna go with you know my little uh cryptid question if you had to run into one of these three creatures and prove them to be prove them that they exist which would it be and why? Loch Ness Monster, UFO, or Bigfoot? 
I mean, as we all know. Yes. Do we know, Chris? Do we? We do. We do. We we all know that Bigfoot is just, you know, a uh, problem with cameras. And we all know that the Loch Ness Monster is also a problem with cameras. So if I have to prove anything is real, it's UFOs, because that would just uh, 100% shore up my view of the universe. Have you heard this theory that the Loch Ness Monster are whale dicks? Okay, that is not true. I have heard this one. It is not true. I have, do not get me going on Nessie. He's my spirit animal. uh, Whales do have like, like, like this kind of dick. Okay. We need to keep that, Danielle. Not lying. What they think now is because where Loch Ness is, whales mate there and whales mate in threes, two males and a female. So what will happen is the whales will turn on their side and their dicks like the neck and the head. Um, So that I'm I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying this is a the way I'm referring to it as the whale dick. Because all whales, all whales are cuckolded. That's why. Yeah. All whales, all whales are in a weird, a oh. weird porn video. Thruple. All whales Thruple. have healthy relationships. Okay. Okay, listen, Orange Blossom, we need to know which of those three you would take and why. Obviously, Loch Ness Monster, because <laughs> dinosaurs, you. they're clearly still a thing. They clearly still exist. I would take some awesome cameras and deep dive into the Loch Ness Lake, and I would come back with 100% incontrovertible proof that Loch Ness Monster exists. Yes. So, right here. Right here. Okay. Cameras, big giant whale dicks. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big giant Killing me. Killing me. <laughs> okay. So um, what is your favorite? You see, you guys had no idea when you came on the show that this is what the director is talking about. This everything is no I wanted though. Uh, uh, Erica, we were we Heather said to me, Hey, you and Adriel are gonna be on the show. That's about drinking with authors with some cool people that we met at ALA at the Library Association. I was like, all right, I'm in. And then Heather was like, no, no, no. You need to actually drink. And I was like, I'm in. Let's go. This is going to be fun. I did not think that it was going to be about whale dicks. (laughs) Okay, done. Done. Please. I'm in. I'm in. So, I just found out that gorillas have very tiny dicks. Disappointing, isn't it? A fully erect gorilla dick is only four centimeters long. No. Have you seen the size of a a gorilla? Don't go tell him that. I mean, that's why they're grumpy. That's why they're (laughs) grumpy, right? Right? Because all the, I mean, most gorillas are ladies and, 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 uh, you know, you're just kind of, just kind of rubbing around. Anyway, Erica, you have a question. Let's get off Gorilla Dicks. I, I always have questions. I mean, it went from whale dicks to Gorilla Dicks. I, I just want to point out that we went from wow, the whale dicks to Gorilla Dicks. I don't know why you took us there, but I'm just going to let that because go. Because I recently <laughs> found that facts. piece of information and I have to share it. Like, like, like. And you're like, there's not a podcast that I can bring this up in casual conversation. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, the internet exists, so there's a whole lot of conversations. The fact that that piece of information is probably being shared at like a, like a rate we can't even explain. And we found our soundbite. Okay, so I'm going to let Danielle have the last question after I ask this. So Danielle has to think of a very clever question. What is your favorite? I think I filled mine. No, yeah, with the whale dicks. No, you're going to have to top that. So sorry. Okay. Um, what is your favorite weird food combination? Orange blossom. Go for it. Okay, so I make this thing that I call rhubarb ketchup. I get rhubarb in the spring. I cook it down with some water and some salt. And it is literally the best thing to dip sweet potato fries in because you've got the like sour and the salty and the sweet from the sweet potatoes. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's weird. weird. Okay. That, that's weird. Okay. I, was you asked that's weird. I know. I, I know. I was trying to get on board with you and I actually was like, okay, no, I'm pulling back. I'm Very pulling back. recently. Okay. I was introduced to a new concept. And that is putting pickles on a peanut butter sandwich. So good. What? It's so good. Like, it's like, like, not like, just like, so like, like, it's just like, oh my God, this is for real. This is revolutionary food wise. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got to So me and um, Danielle and Chelsea are all going to eat these. So wait a minute. Um, how did I get pulled into this super, whole thing? I thought this was you and Chelsea. No. So a nice no, peanut butter, take a nice peanut butter on some on, on bread of your choice. Okay, I'm writing these down because I got to give them to Chels because we're going to kill ourselves eating all this stuff people have told us. With so some pickles. big slices. Like, get those, like, sandwich slices of pickles. You know what I'm talking Peanut about? Butter. I can't, butter. I'm not even, that's, these are just, like, letters. They're not even the bread right and butter, Bread and butter, butter. pickles. The ones that mm -hmm. are sliced long. Sliced no, long. I got it. I wrote butter with two Ds. And I'm like, butter. B-U-D-D-E-R. <laughs> that's how I say it. We're from Philadelphia. I can't help you. Butter. Like there butter. are no teas okay. here. Yes, that okay. Danielle, final question. Final, final round us out question. Marvel or DC? Oh, oh. easy. Yeah, this is an easy question. And 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 you're not gonna find this normally. Like we are DC people. Yep, DC all the way. Uh, there we go. Uh one of Adriel and I's a uh, like 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 reasons like uh, that we're deeply friends on the deep like level is because. We both really appreciate the mythological flavor of DC Comics. Uh, what is really funny is Adriel hates Batman. Hates. Hates the Batman. Man. But we both super love Green Arrow. We're both huge Green Arrow fans. Ollie Queen's my boy. When the CW shows came out, it was just like everything that we could ever want in the universe came together. It was like, oh, this is great. So and I mean, I, even down to like, like, like Riverdale, like if Adriel could be oh, Jughead, oh they my would God, literally die. Like, uh, yes, I love Riverdale. I'm actually doing a panel at Dragon Con called The Rise and Fall of the CW. Oh, because it's so bad. Yes. And it used to be so good. Okay, I'm going to tell you a thing, and that is I worked at Warner Brothers Games while the AT&T thing was happening, and they were 
pushing it as a merger, but it was 100% AT&T acquiring Warner Brothers. And Mm -hmm. I firmly believe, and it's probably me being paranoid, that AT&T is driving CW and all the queer stuff into the ground. Because that's now, um, it's now Discovery. Yeah. Discovery Warner Brothers. uh, yeah. Warner Brothers. I like, have insight on that. Oh, yeah. I got a little. I got a little some tidbits on that. Uh, all right. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm a DC guy from 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 the word jump. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's really funny. I I have a huge amount of Marvel knowledge. Mm-hmm. That all comes from the Marvel role playing games. Because uh, even though probably the second best superhero role-playing of all game of all time is the Mayfair DC role-playing game from the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's, it's arguable. Uh, but I love DC characters. I love all of the DC characters. Um, currently, Chris? the best you think DC thing going right now is the Harley Quinn uh, cartoon on HBO Max. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, we did, that was supposed to be the last question and you managed Sorry. to drag it out into a whole thing. And then you complained Sorry. about me bringing up whale dicks. So I just want to point whale that out. Whale dicks. I just um, want to say whale dicks one more time in the podcast. Okay, guys from North Level Games, tell people how to find you. And can we get our shit together this time? Because it was a little rough. You left. can find us at 9thlevel.com. That's the number nine, 9th ninth level. Dot com. You can find us on all of the socials at Ninth Level Games, uh, Instagram at Ninth Level Games, and also if you type in www.ninthlevelgames.com, you will reach our website. I'm going. I'm going to try that. Is that a real thing? Okay, try it right yes. now because if this this has like been the great debate of these two episodes. So here's the thing. Chris was deeply upset when I was like, yo, we have to buy this other domain. Oh, uh, you're like, right. No. You're right. You did it. You fixed it. Of course I did. <laughs> okay. Well, now we've seen that Chris lost this episode of Drinking Again, with Authors. Creeps. Guys, it has been amazing having you on this podcast with us. It was so much fun. We loved having you. You'll have to come back again. This has been, I just already said that. Okay. Erica. I'm missing Danielle. I'm, I'm missing this things. Down. Like this is, and subscribe. This is, drunk, this is a drunk Chris O'Neill saying this. What? But it's true. Same. Anytime you would like, especially if you have something you want me to talk about, an excuse to talk about something and an excuse to just fucking drink a bunch of scotch and I'm in. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Drinking with authors, like and subscribe. Make sure you leave a review. Skunk Brothers is our sponsor. That's Erica Lance. Ninth level game. I'm Danielle M. Morsino. Thank you, everybody. How's that, Erica? It was perfect. We'll see you next time. Attention, people of Earth. Looking for a way to kill half an hour every week? Try the Flopcast. 
It's a silly podcast about cartoons, music, comics, movies, obscure pop culture from the 70s and 80s, and chickens. Join us. Bring coffee. We're on the ESO network. And we're at Flopcast.net. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.